Welcome home to philosophy, where we wonder about everything and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. The world is complicated. And you are complicated. Figuring out how to live a happy, meaningful life, guided by wisdom and reason, is not easy. Is life a game? What is love? Should I fear death? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, you've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. You fear that you will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if you think for yourself and question the rules and roles you've been told define you. Wisdom and reason will remove this illusion so you can live authentically in the world around you, find your true purpose, and become your real self. Welcome to episode 81. Why do mistakes happen? In his famous play, Measure for Measure, Shakespeare writes, Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we often might win by fearing to attempt. So why are you so afraid to make mistakes? There are only two types of fear. Innate fears are instinctive. Science suggests that we are born with only two innate fears. Fear of falling and fear of loud noises. That is all. All other fears are learned. We are social beings. Our biography is social. We learn from personal experience and from observing and interacting with other people. You were not born with an innate fear of dogs. But as a child, if a dog bites you, then you might carry that learned fear your whole life. You are not born with an innate fear of sharks. Perhaps you've never even seen a real-life shark. But if you are told by enough people that sharks are evil and dangerous, then you may carry that learned fear forever. Imagine all but two of your many, many fears are made up manufactured, and socially learned. Marcus Aurelius said, If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your estimate of it, and this you have the power to revoke at any moment. Why are men so afraid of asking for help? 
Why are women so afraid of asking a man out on a date? Why are we so afraid of telling the truth to a dying person? Why are men so afraid of losing their hair? Why are women so afraid of snakes? Why are we so afraid of making mistakes? It's because almost from the moment of birth, we are socialized to be afraid of making mistakes. Fear of making mistakes is man-made. It is learned. And so you have the power to revoke this fear at any moment you choose. Why are mistakes mistakes? Making mistakes is really all about judging human actions. Utilitarians judge human actions purely on outcome. Whatever I intend when I do something is irrelevant. If the outcome is good, then the action is good. You are thirsty, and I give you a glass of water. You drink it, and you feel better. Therefore, my action is good. In judging human behavior, outcome is an important consideration, but it's not the only consideration. We tend to judge human actions to be good or bad based only on outcome. However, intention is important too. Kantians put intentions, not utility, at the center of our judgments. If you plan to do a good thing, and a good thing happens, then your actions are good. But if you intend to do something good, and somehow something not intended and bad happens, then your actions are still good because of your good intentions. Unfortunately, intention alone, like outcome, just doesn't seem to capture all of the complexity of judging human actions. Aristotle, too, thought both intention and outcome are important, but that human actions are very complicated things. He recognized that actions involve feelings and desires, and he believed they also needed to be taken into account. Aristotle describes situations and circumstances so complicated that it's impossible to decide how to judge, how to feel, and what to think. And that's Aristotle's whole point. You can't make a mistake because it's impossible to judge human actions. You can't make a mistake because there are no mistakes. 
Epictetus said, What upsets people is not things in themselves, but their judgments about these things. When you're a child, the world is painted black and white. Some things are good for you, other things are bad for you. Some people are good, other people are bad. Some words are bad, other words are good. Some beliefs are bad, other beliefs are good. Some acts are bad, other acts are good. Some feelings are bad, other feelings are good. There are good people and bad people. There is good behavior and bad behavior. There is good and bad. That is all. Everything is either absolutely good or absolutely bad. A child thinks that Christians are always the good guys. Atheists are always the bad guys. Divorce is always wrong. Mother is always right. Lying is always wrong. Telling the truth is always right. There is one right way to do something, and the other 99 ways are wrong. You stop being a child when you start to accept that everything is not good or bad. It's neither good nor bad. It's both good bad or bad good. Everything is not black or white. Everyone is not hero or villain. Everything you do is not either good or bad, correct or incorrect, right or wrong. One glass is half filled and half empty. It all depends on how thirsty you are. There are a hundred ways to do everything, and all of them are right. In his song, Anthem, Leonard Cohen sings, There is a crack, a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. You grow up. When the light gets in through the cracks in your imagination of the world, you begin to see that every rule has its exceptions. Every good person has her failings. Every bad person has his virtues. Every good thing has its defects. Every bad thing has its benefits. Some people are good-bad, but not evil. Some people are bad-good, but not virtuous. As you grow in wisdom and experience, you discover that your beliefs are not truths. Claims are not proof. Truth really means, to the best of my knowledge, Always really means probably. Absolutely really means maybe. 
all of the time really means most of the time. Perfection really means as good as it gets. Ideal really means best. Never really means once in a while. Certain really means most likely. Forever really means in the foreseeable future. You stop expecting human actions to be rational. You start being an adult when you stop expecting everyone to follow the same rules. You stop expecting a just world where good people are always rewarded and bad people are always punished. You stop expecting the world to be as you think it ought to be and start accepting the world as it is. You learn to go with the flow or be dragged. In the real life world, judging the goodness and badness of human actions is a messy affair. Life can only be understood by looking backward, said Kierkegaard, but it must be lived looking forward. Utilitarians judge a human action to be a mistake whenever the outcome is bad. Intentions don't count. Looking backward, we see clearly that human actions cause outcomes. And these outcomes become new actions that cause new outcomes. And these new outcomes become even newer actions that cause even newer outcomes. And so on and on. In other words, the chain of cause and effect relationships is endless. Every action is an outcome and every outcome is an action. Everything is effect to what caused it and cause to its effects. Everything is outcome to the action that caused it and action to the outcome caused by it. In this never-ending chain of causes and effects, actions and outcomes, where do you stop on a link to judge the goodness and badness of human behavior? Wherever you choose to stop is arbitrary and subjective. And so, Aristotle suggests, you don't stop. Let's play a game. I'll tell you a story about a character stuck in a complicated situation. You figure out which ones are the good actions and the bad actions, the good outcomes and the bad outcomes the good intentions and the bad intentions. 
Let's play. Pay attention. Prince Hamlet is son of the recently deceased King Hamlet. Claudius, Hamlet's father's brother, hastily marries Gertrude, Hamlet's mother, and seizes the throne. King Hamlet's ghost appears to his son and tells the prince he was murdered by his brother, Claudius. The ghost orders Hamlet to avenge his murder. Hamlet agrees to avenge his father. Hamlet pretends to be mad in order to conceal his plans. He stages a play featuring a death in the same style as his father's murder to test Claudius. Claudius runs from the room during the murder of the actor King. This is all the proof Hamlet needs of his uncle's guilt. Ophelia is Hamlet's girlfriend, and Polonius is her father. Polonius forces Ophelia to reject Hamlet's love. Polonius conspires with Claudius against Hamlet. Hamlet kills Polonius. Ophelia commits suicide, unhinged by grief. Gertrude accidentally drinks a poisoned glass of wine. Claudius intends for Hamlet. Gertrude, after telling Hamlet she has been poisoned, dies. Laertes, Ophelia's brother, enraged by his father's murder and sister's suicide, wounds Hamlet with a poisoned sword. Hamlet wounds Laertes with his own poisoned sword. Laertes dies. Hamlet kills Claudius. Hamlet dies. The new king orders a military funeral to honor Hamlet. Okay, it's time to make up your mind. What are the mistakes and who made them? Who are good and who are bad? Every action Every outcome and every intention is both good and bad. Every character in this story is neither good nor bad, but good-bad or bad-good. A good person in some important ways and a bad person in other ways. You are complicated. Your life is complicated, no less complicated than the life of Prince Hamlet. There are no mistakes. Something happens and has consequences, and consequences have consequences. 
on and on. That is all. Judging human actions is a very tricky business. Intentions and outcomes seem to be how humans prefer to judge good and bad behavior. Yet the goodness and badness of intentions and outcomes are in the eye of the beholder. Nietzsche said, there is no such thing as moral phenomenon, but only a moral interpretation of phenomenon. In other words, good and bad are subjective categories and human creations. You can't make a mistake because there is no such thing as a mistake. Why are you so afraid to make mistakes? There is nothing real to be afraid of. So here are four important ways to overcome your fear of making mistakes. First, stop striving to be perfect. There is no perfect life. Few of us will win a Nobel Prize, be canonized as a saint, or go viral on social media. No one will ever achieve perfection, or for that matter, imperfection. How does a perfect or imperfect human being even act? Jesus, at times, is a pretty stubborn and difficult person. Satan, the main character in Milton's Paradise Lost, is a pretty nice guy. Second, moderate your ambitions toward yourself. What you can be is better than you are now. You can become a little better person, make the world a little softer place, and become a little smarter, kinder, and stronger than you were yesterday. That is enough. Third, give yourself permission to be human. Regret is useless. At times, everyone acts in ways she shouldn't have and fails to act as she should have. Sophocles, one of the three greatest ancient Greek playwrights, said, A good man yields when he knows his course is wrong and repairs the evil. The only crime is pride. Starting over doesn't mean regretting your actions. It means returning to where you started to know it again for the first time. A person who doesn't look backward at his own actions is like a car that only moves forward. Be gentle with yourself. Today, what you judge to be a mistake may be a blessing a year from now. 
And today's blessing may be a horrible mistake in the fullness of time. Regret nothing. Live by letting things happen. And fourth, George Bernard Shaw said, a life spent making mistakes is not only more honorable, but more useful than a life spent doing nothing. Making mistakes is more useful than doing nothing in fear of making mistakes. Don't lose the good you might win by fearing to attempt. Fear not. Act on your own wisdom and good sense and let life happen. Frank Zappa said, it's better to have something to remember than anything to regret. Go and do something. And when you go, go all the way. Stop being afraid to make mistakes and you will be amazed at what you can do. Thank you for listening. I hope you will take what you've learned and be a better person. Think for yourself. Question everything. Accept nothing that does not agree with your own reason and good sense. And I promise you, despite its sham and drudgery, you will get on pretty well in this crazy world. I'm Dr. Robert Corey. Until we meet again, be good.